Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Seems like there's a little bit of a ring to the microphone. We could fix that. All right. So this morning, I'm just going to start with a scripture. In 1 Corinthians Verse 26, it says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. And, uh, you know, in the NIV it says to remember, to remember who you were when you were called. And, and it's kind of this, this place of, of saying, listen, do you remember when you were called and what you were? We weren't noble. It was not, we weren't called to be what God wants us to be and what he wants us to do to do these things because we had so much money or because we had this name, you know, you weren't royalty to start with and that's why God picked you. We didn't have these things. Those aren't the reasons that God calls us, that, that he calls us to himself and, and that he wants us to be a part of what he wants to do, right? He calls us all of course, to himself, but then he also calls us all to a ministry, to a relationship with him, but also to bringing people into relationship with him. And is saying, listen, you have to understand, you, do, you, you didn't do something to get that. And it wasn't because you were so special, it was because he loved you so much, right? So don't boast about anything. That's kind of what the rest of the scripture is saying. It says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things which are mighty. I don't mind being weak. Whenever God's going to use me or use us to put, see, look, I, that's what, you know, so many of these things, I'm going to get into more stuff throughout this message, but it's kind of uh, hopefully kind of reckon our our walls reckon like not reckon like you reckon but messing up tearing down these things that we might boast in these things that that might keep us from this calling that he's called us to this pride or this boasting these things and i, I just hope to just kind of like Push those things over today. It says, in the base things, verse 28, of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. Man, never wanted to be despised so much in my life. He's chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. See, there's so much going on in our lives all the time, and I say this lots of times, but like there's so much stuff 
and we tend to build up these protections and walls and all these things, our own making to keep us safe, to, to keep myself in a place where I feel comfortable and safe. And, and, you know, I was just thinking about this, and there's something else here. You guys are probably wondering what this box is. I got a little, little prop today, I guess. But, um, you know, there, there are things that we're supposed to protect, But I'm going to tell you that it's not that we protect ourselves, that somehow we can boast in this thing that we've done. I've built up all these walls or this strength in myself or I've done all these things so I can boast that look what I've accomplished or look how I've taken care of myself or whatever, one of these things. But there are things that we're supposed to protect and I want to talk about this today because we're supposed to protect I'm having trouble saying it. supposed to protect. Say that 10 times fast because I just tried to and it didn't work. We're supposed to protect our relationship with God, to protect our calling, to protect what he's called us to, to protect those things which he's spoken over us, those things that he's done in us. And in a way, it's not really us doing it, but it's us just coming close to Him and allowing Him to help us to stay in the place that we're supposed to be. And, um, you know, I've talked a couple of times about my car getting stolen. And uh, I wasn't going to talk about it anymore. But um, Somebody decided to gift me with this, and I don't know who, if you want to come up to me afterwards, it was just sent to me, actually two of them, just in case I needed one for both cars. But I haven't seen one of these in a while, um, you know, and I, I think somebody was looking out for me, you know, they're like, hey, look, get yourself another car, put this on it, why don't you take care of of that car when you get it, you know, like this is going to be a little extra added security to keep what you have safe. And, you know, it was funny and I was like, you know, of course we were talking, I'm like, is it a joke? Are they being serious? They really are looking out for us? Or are they like, this is going to be funny. I'm going to send him this and it's going to, I'm going to laugh so hard. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if it was somebody here. Could have been somebody watched online or whatever. I don't know. But it sent me on this path of just thinking about what, what are we protecting? You know, like, are, are we protecting our comforts and, and the things that we shouldn't be protecting? Protecting the things that uh, we're doing that are not in line with, with what God has for us? Are we protecting those things, maybe those sins or, the, or those whatever, fears, you know? I mean, look, you say, I put up these walls so I won't have fear. No, you're, you're keeping them in. Nobody else is seeing it, but you're dealing with it all the time. You're actually protecting that fear that you're dealing with. What are we protecting? What are we being about, you know? Like, are, are we being about what God has for us, because in that, it's not protecting ourselves, but it's protecting who He's called us to be and what He has for us. 
I'm gonna put this down now because I'm not gonna be able to hold it the whole time, but it'd be cool. I'm gonna swing it around like that. Okay. But it just took me on this path. Like I'm just thinking about how how much, like even in my own life, what what am I protecting? My comforts, my you, you know, my daily life. Listen, I am a creature of habit. Many of us are, some people like to just, you know, I can put my keys anywhere. If I put my keys in a different place than I always do, they will be lost. They are gone forever. I have to. You know, and then, and then my kids, God bless them, you know, they, they take the car and, and, well, the two older ones are, or, you know, one of the younger ones, they run out to the car to get something. And it's like, you know, why did I find the keys when I eventually find them? In a shoe, like under a couch. I, I don't know. It just seemed like a good place to put them. You know, I, it's like, no, 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 no. You have to put it in this place. Otherwise, we won't be able to find them later, you know? So there's these things. We're creatures of habit. We want to walk down these same paths every day because it's more comfortable, Right? And if I could get a little sciencey doctory on you, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. So <laughs> there's this thing called neuroplasticity. Anybody know what that is? I mean, there's a few people that know what it is. Bill, you're not a doctor or a scientist either, but you know. <clears throat> but they've come to understand that our brain is is malleable, it's, it's moldable, it's, it, it can be rewired, if you will. And, and like whenever we do stuff all the time, it, 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 it like causes our brain to create, I forget what it was, it's like we got like one or 10 billion neurons and like 10 trillion like connections in our brain. And, and whenever we start to do something, when we like do something, it, 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 it starts to create this path. And our brain's like, okay, look at this. I'm going to connect this one to this one and this one to this one, because this is going to be a, a path that we're going to start to make. You know what happens is that the next time you do it, it creates a stronger connection. And the next time a stronger connection. And, and what they say, it uh, is that it's like a, it's like a hiking trail. They said, the, you know, the more that you walk on a trail, you walk through the woods, right? And the first time you're breaking a couple of branches, you're scooting a couple of leaves out of the way. But every time you walk on it, the trail gets clearer and clearer. It gets more defined every single time that you walk on the trail. They said it's like the same thing, that every time you do that thing, that pathway becomes stronger and clearer in your mind. And you begin to, to, to start to want, I mean, it's like habits. It's, it's really the basis of how you build a habit. And, and I'm thinking about, like, what are our habits? And I don't know about you, I'm not the best at creating habits. But habits are pretty good at creating things in me. Like, I'm like, I'm not good. I, I want to work out so bad, you know? And I'll go once or, you know, eat healthy or whatever, stop drinking so much soda. I don't know. Dr. Pepper's so good, though. 
And I'm like, it's just, it's just so hard. But then I see these other things in my life that it's like feels like this thing has just put itself on me. Why is that? It's because we're temptable. We're testable. We're, we're, it's, it's just the sinful world, world we live in is that it's a little bit easier to do the bad things than it is to do the good things. And that pretty much goes across the board, whatever you think about. But we aren't created to just allow things to happen and stay in these paths, these hiking trails, if you will, of just walking through these places that are not where God has taken us, or not where God wants us, not where he's leading us. And he's saying, I want you to blaze a new trail. Not that it will always be hard, but you're going to have to maybe take a step off of that old path that you've been on, that it takes you to these places that you shouldn't be. And the first time, it might be like walking through the woods and the sticks are hitting your face. I don't know. It's going to be a little tough. But the next time you walk on it, it's going to be a little easier, and that path is going to be clearer and clearer. You know, that's kind of what really the Bible says that our walk with God is probably going to be like. It's probably going to be a little difficult most of the time. And why is that? And I would say because God doesn't want you to just be taking the easy road, right? He doesn't want you just like, oh, I'm just going through life, you know, it's all good. I don't really have to do much. You know, they say with that, uh, this, is, this is something that's really fascinating to me, because like all the time, I'll, I'll be like driving somewhere, and I feel like maybe this happens to me more than other people, but I'll be driving somewhere and I'll be like, I, I don't even remember the past five turns that I just made. Am I even going the right? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm almost home. Like, it's, it's awesome. How did that even happen? But they say that our brain, that it just likes so much to go in these patterns, that when we have these certain patterns, that our brain, it's, it's the path of least resistance is what our brain wants to take. It's already got these connections made. And if it can take those pathways through those connections, it's going to do it. And when you do it over and over, it's going to be so easy that it's going to do it without you even knowing it. You'd be like, it's just, I didn't even know I did that. It's because you've been doing it so many times. I didn't even try. Or it's just, it's just, it's so hard not to do it. It's just so much easier to do it. I mean, how many times have you done it? It's so hard to do this new thing. Or, or have this change in my life that is going to put me in the place that God wants me and to be on that path. Well, how many times have you been on that path? Just so much easier to, you know, cook the books a little bit. You know, put a little number here. Nobody's going to know. You know, all these things. It's, it's so much easier to just Work and work and work and work and, and, and not worry about that other stuff. 
Like when I get home, it's just, it's a lot of stress. I just rather work. That's easier to me. Well, yeah, that's what you're doing all the time. It's what, it's what your brain is accustomed to. It's what you have created around you to be what is easy. We're not, we're not created to do what's easy. We're created to do what is good and what is right and what God has created us for. Not that it'll always be hard, but come on. God asks you to step out of that thing. Maybe start breaking the branches for a new trail. Are you going to do that? Are you going to step out with him? Anyway, that's your science lesson for today. What are we protecting? What are we putting the club on, you know? Like, I just think it, like, what is it, like, that we lock up that steering wheel so tight? What I want to say today is that whatever it is, if it's, if it's not locking up your relationship, your calling, the will of God on your life, then it's the wrong thing. It's the wrong thing. Are we being about? Are we being about protecting what God has called us to. And I just want to go in Matthew 4 to when it's this moment that Jesus was tempted. And I just think it's, it's just a perfect example. And of course, Jesus, perfect example. It's not that hard to believe, right? But these things that the enemy tempted Jesus with are really this word that it uses. I'm not going to try to say it. But this word for tempted really more accurately translates to test. He was tested. And I, I, I just was thinking about that. I think about like so many times like, oh, this temptation, being tempted and all this stuff. And I wasn't great at school, but for me, if I think about it more as a test, like somebody calling me out and saying, hey, can you do this? Hey, are you, I don't think you can do the right thing. I'm going to be like, watch me. Don't call it a tempt. Call it a test. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be like, you, you want to bet? Don't test me. I'm going to pass this test. Don't push me. So we come to this moment, and, and listen, the amazing thing is Jesus in this moment, right? We have this moment that Jesus is, is put through these tests when the devil takes and, and he's been out in the wilderness but listen, before that, what had happened? 
God had said, this is my son. His sonship was reassured before this. He was given the Holy Spirit. He was baptized like the Holy Spirit came on him before it. He was walking in humility and trust. He, he was walking the right way and he had done the right things, of course, as Jesus, but still, like he was walking how he should. And then God is like, this is my son and who I'm pleased. I, I'm so pleased with him and the way he's walking. The Spirit is upon him. And then he has this moment. So many times I think, why, why is it that this is happening to me? I've been reading my Bible. I've been doing good. I'm trying to, trying to be on this, this path that I believe that God is leading me on. And I would say, when would you think that the enemy would want to get you off of the path that you're on? Whenever you're not following God, not doing what he wants, or whenever you're actually doing that, and God is blessing it. But you see, after all these things, and then Jesus comes to this moment and is calling to be tested. And in Matthew 4, verse 2, it says, and he, when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So the devil comes, and what is he trying to test him? And what is he tempting him in? He's tempting him in a, a physical need and, and, and something that is, is something that, like, like he had been fasting, right? Forty days. He was hungry. In our lives, like when these things happen, where it feels like it, it, this is just trying to get me off of, uh, of the mark and off of this path that I'm walking with God and go a different direction, when are those times? It's with, when we've been worn out. It's, been, it's when we've been tired. It's when we've been, you know, we're not standing and strengthened in the presence of God, and we have gone and walked. Now, of course, for Jesus, it wasn't that he had, like, done something wrong and worn himself out and exhausted himself, but for the picture for, for us, I believe that it's a picture of what happens whenever we are coming to the place. He was led to that place, and too many times we take ourselves to that place where we're so easily, so easily taken by some kind of tempt or a test. It's like, why is this happening? This thing's happening, and, and I'm like, those things always happen. You probably just don't realize it when you're standing in the Word of God, when you're rested, when you haven't worn yourself out on things that God hasn't called you to. You probably just don't even realize those things are happening because you just walk by them. Jesus could have done this. Listen, 
turn this stone into some bread you can eat. Jesus had already performed miracles, done all these things. He's the son of God. He's fully God, fully man. It's not that he couldn't do this. It was something that was within his wheelhouse, right? Within his calling. It's not like he couldn't do it. But what would be the reason that he did do it? It would have been to satisfy his self. See, the devil was was using these gifts and strengths that he had to take him and, 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 and to say, use these things for your own good, not for what God has called you to. Yes, this is a gift of God. Yes, this is something you've been called to, but why are you using it? What is the purpose? Is it to fulfill something in yourself or is it to fulfill what God has for you? Are we going to be about God's purposes? Protecting God's purposes? Or our own plans? verse 5 it says then the devil took him took him up into the holy city set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him if you are the son of god throw yourself down for it is written he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone listen the devil can quote scripture too It's not that he doesn't know it, but listen, what he's going to do is going to twist it and turn it and try to use it against you to where that thing that God has spoken over you, those words that are spoken to give you life and to give you strength, and now all of a sudden you're like, look, this is what the Bible says, and it's twisted in a way that you will do something for yourself, for your own purposes. says, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. For it's written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. You shall not. He's tempting him with pride and testing God. See, God said, listen, he said, yes. Yes, if something happens, you're like, God, is is he going to be there? See, God said he will be there to help you, to pick you up whenever you're in the right place. What he didn't say is that if you just jump out of a plane because you're stupid, that he is going to catch you. Now, he might, but he didn't say he would always do that. See, too many times we get this to this place like, God's going to take care of me. He's going to do this thing. He's going to do this thing for me. I'm just going to jump out here and do this. And he's like, I'm back here. 
and you're going off on your own, getting all prideful and boasting about what's going on or what I'm doing in your life. And then now you come to this place where you're up on this pedestal. But the problem is when you fall off that pedestal, I didn't put you there and I'm probably not going to catch you when you fall. See, the devil manipulated the environment. See, he couldn't touch Jesus. The enemy can't actually do anything to you. What he's going to do, he's going to manipulate the environment around you and say, listen, don't you see what is around you? Look at this. Why don't you do something? Make God come and be something to you in this environment. Jesus like, Word says to not test God. Don't test him. Don't step out and say, hey, God, are you going to catch me whenever I jump off this building? Hey, God, whenever I do this stupid thing, whenever I walk this way and it's not anywhere near where you want me to be, you're going to do this, right? Now, he will. He, all, he draws us back to himself. He, he takes care of us and he protects us when we shouldn't be protected. But what I'm saying is, where, what are we protecting? It's not that we have the strength or even the understanding to be in the places that we are with God. It's not that we have even the ability to really protect it without him. But are we going to take and set our face like flint to him and say, God, this is where I want to be. I'm not going to test you. I'm not going to tempt you. I'm not going to try to do something out of your will, trying to boast in who I am. as we'll see a little bit later in the scriptures the angels were there to help him they just weren't there to help him if he jumped off this pinnacle that the enemy set him on they were there to sustain him And to be with him in the moment he was in. But they weren't there to do everything that he wanted to do. They were there to do everything that God wanted to do. Verse 8 again. The devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. So then he takes him up to this place that, you know, says it shows him. I don't know if it's more of like a vision or what. All the kingdoms of the world, because I don't imagine there's a mountaintop that you can see the, all the kingdoms of the world. But he takes him up to this place and he shows him and he says, listen, all these things that you see, all these kingdoms, I will give them to you if you just bow down and worship me. Now listen, 
ruling over the world was Jesus' purpose and calling. It was the plan all along. But there was a direction that he was going. And the devil says, I will give you all these things. All you have to do, all you have to do is bow down and worship me. Do you want to get to that thing that you're called to without going through the cross? Do you want to get to that calling, that, that vision, that, that plan that God has for you to see the fruition of it, but get there a little faster? Because I can give that to you. All you have to do is worship me instead of going through this plan that you've set up to go onto the cross. Isn't it interesting? It's the same exact thing that was going to happen that was the plan all along that was the will of God. But the devil says, listen, if you don't want to walk that hard journey, if you don't want to go through all that process, just fall down and worship me. Too many times I feel like that we shortcut God's plans. We get into places that we feel like is going to help God in bringing us into the place that he's called us to. We say, actually, like, I think maybe it wouldn't be as tough if we go this way. I wouldn't have to walk through this suffering. Hey, maybe I, maybe I can do this and this and this, and then I won't have to go through the hard things to get to the place that God has called me to. The problem is, is that those hard things or those steps that we are supposed to take on that path going with God toward the calling that he's called us to are actually what make us who we're supposed to be when we get there. And what do we think is going to happen whenever we circumvent the path that God has placed us on to get to the end calling sooner. And I will tell you, it's not going to be pretty. I can tell you just on, look, my journey that I've been on with God, it's been a long, arduous journey. To come to the place, I'm just saying, to where I am right now. But I will tell you, if you had 25-year-old Josh right here, we would be a mess. We would not be doing well. Because 25-year-old Josh didn't know all the stuff that I know now. I didn't walk through the hard things that I've walked through to get to the place that God has me in this moment. 
Actually, 25-year-old Josh would get up here and probably just be like, mm, ah, uh. But God has led me. Not that everything that I've done in that path has been right. I am not saying that. But what I am saying is God has brought me on a journey. And I would never want to circumvent or shortcut what God wants to do in my life. And I know that later on, it'll be the same thing. I'll probably look back and look at 42-year-old Josh and be like, oh man, that guy was a mess. But <laughs> are we going to protect? You know, in, in all these things, look, Jesus didn't. And of course, you're like, oh, it's Jesus. No, he is giving us what we need. Right? He is showing us how we need to walk through these situations. You'd be tempted to shortcut. No. You'd be tempted to manipulate something, to to, to do it for your own good. No. He didn't, he didn't even really think about it. He didn't think twice. He didn't say yes once. He just said no. And he looked. What? What did he do? He quoted Scripture. He says, man does not live by bread alone. By the word of God. I don't need to be sustained by mere bread when I have the word of God to fill me up. I, I don't have to, I, I'm not going to test God. I'm not going to do something that steps outside of his will for my life and just see if he's going to take care of it. I'm not even going to do that once. I'm not going to try to jump out there and say, God, see if you can catch up. I'm not going to do that. He says, don't even do it once. And then in verse 10, says, Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. It says, then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. See, the angels, they were there, but they weren't there to do something out of the will of God. They weren't there to do something just because it was... You know, what, what we want in that moment, they're there to fulfill what God has for our lives, to, breathe, to be there to strengthen us and encourage us in those moments whenever we're following Him and we're being a part of His plan and His purpose. See, He's with us. He's given angels charge over us. He's called us to so many great plans and purposes, to do so many great things, each and every one of us. But what I'm asking is like, are we putting the club 
That's a pretty good sound effect there. on the boundaries that God has set up for us, on the will that He has prepared for us, on the relationship that we have with Him. Are we locking that up? Are we staying close to that? Are we trying to protect these things that we just want or feel like we need? Or the way that we've been all of our lives? Because, you know, in that neuroplasticity, that that whole thing is like... Over our whole lives, the things that we've gone through have made these pathways. And there's a whole lot of mess, I'm sure, in all of our lives that have created these pathways to where we want to go down the easiest path, but that path is actually shortcutting what God wants from us. That path is actually protecting ourselves. That path is actually doing something to... uh, Hurt somebody else because it makes us feel better. And are we protecting those things that may be easier for us to do because it's how we grew up and and how we were raised or what happened to us? Or are we protecting what God has called us to? Who he is in our lives. Saying, God, I'm, I'm locked. I mean, if I could just lock this thing on God's arm and my arm, you know, just like, like that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, the, can they just make a God and you club to lock yourself up to it? What are we protecting? Will you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.